words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. This morning, we're just going to share some quick thoughts on governmental prayer. It will just be a lot of scripture and a lot of praying as well. So let's, let's start, you know, government, government, you know what government means. What is government? It's a leadership. What does government connect? When you hear the name government, what do you think about? Authority. Power. What else? Leadership. Sorry. Organize, organization of society. Control. Responsibility. Direction. Pointing the way. Nation. Vision. Do you understand? And all these words are all covered by the word government. When God rules, he establishes his government. So the children of Israel had a problem with Jesus Christ because they were looking for an authoritative leader. A leader who was going to wipe out the people uh, who were going, going to kill all the Romans and, and just bring the right thing. You know, just do the right thing. They were looking for that kind of leader. And Jesus turned out not to be the kind of leader they were looking for because he now started teaching about peace. Now started teaching about sort of the earth. Now started talking about another kind of corruption that was inside people's hearts. People didn't like it. They didn't like it at all because they wanted a domineering, authoritative leader. And people generally, even up till today, still gravitate towards that authoritative, authoritarian so many, you've heard many people say that what Nigeria needs is iron hand. How many of you heard that? And what Nigeria needs is actually like a, a military, that we need to go back to the military, that that's when we were best. And many people keep saying this. And there's a point they make in terms of the fact that you need a sense of order to run society. But government is actually not only something that comes from the outside in. Jesus started to teach that government is something that comes from the inside out. Inside out. Jesus began to teach that. So it's very, very key for us to understand what God is saying. So there's something here called the ministry of the watchers and the holy ones. I'll explain that shortly. Uh, this was the flyer we put out. So like holding hands over the nation. And, and I'm sure you know that's our National Assembly. So we're holding hands over the nation and speaking the government of God over the nation. There's a sense in which what we do is both spiritual and also natural as well. We don't just pray and don't act. We don't just all act and don't pray. It's not either or. For the nation to advance, we need to do both. Let's read this together. This decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones in order that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdoms of men and gives it to whomever he will and sets over it the lowest of men. God doesn't actually choose the most qualified. He actually sometimes set the lowest of men. Men you wouldn't regard. Men who other people would disregard. God can actually bring them out from wherever and make leadership out of them. 
or such high pedigree of men as well. So everything is designed so that we will know that authority flows from where? From God. The most high rules in the affairs of men. God has the government. God has authority. All authority flows from God. Every leader in every nation of the earth may not know it, but the authority that they are using is delegated from God. So God began to say to pray for governments because governments actually point us towards the kind of order and organization that our society should have. And if you're here and you've lost interest in government, please receive your interest back in Jesus' name. Receive it back in Jesus' name. Receive back interest in the affairs of your land. It's like a robber came and robbed your house. And you decided, that, oh, okay, this robber is too powerful. Let me not bother about the house. Let me just move out, move to another country because the robber took my house. Of course, you have to keep strategizing about how to get your house back, no matter how long it takes. You may not be powerful enough to remove the robber, but you cannot just give up and say, all my inheritance, everything for my kids is gone. And that is why we must all journey back to the place of interest in Jesus' name. So that we are not just only praying because it's actually what we do as a church, but we are also acting and looking for strategic ways in which to engage the system and bring the grace of God as on our inside out. Amen. So, in this scripture we read here, there are some words, decree of the watchers. Who are the watchers? Sounds like something from science fiction, don't you think? Watchers. Have you ever heard that word, watchers, before? Who are the watchers? You guys understand? There are other words that we don't know. There are other people that we don't see. There are other realms that we don't have access to. And by the sentence of the word of the holy ones, who are the holy ones? Do you think it's the church he's talking about here? No, there are some other people. Do you guys understand that God actually has his own governmental system? God has his own governmental system for every nation on the earth. And beyond these walls of the men who are running around thinking they are boss and kings, God has another government. And every time you want God to move, this is what you call on. You reach out into that realm where God's government resides. And then you now begin to ask. So when the disciples came to Jesus and said, teach us to pray. He said, let's read the Lord's Prayer. One, two, go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Pause. Hallowed be thy name. Our Father who art in heaven. Our Father who is in heaven. What's that? That's recognition of God. The first thing you start whenever you want to pray is to recognize God. Who art in heaven. You live in perfection. You live in total authority. You live in a place where nobody's doubting your power. Who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Then what's the next prayer point? Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is actually the biggest prayer point for the people of earth. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. Which means that concerning the earth, there is the will of God. Concerning the kingdom of men, there is the will of God. So when we pray, our prayer for earth must always, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let there be an alignment of earth and heaven. Let there be an alignment of this land and the land of God. And where is your own touch place on earth? Say Nigeria. Where is your own touch place on earth? So when you pray for Nigeria, not just praying for abstract, praying for yourself. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, bring an alignment that the nation in which we live will connect to the nation, which is your nation in heaven. Father, bring a connection between earth and heaven. And that kind of prayer activates these people. It activates the watchers. He activates the holy ones. He activates the most high to rule in the kingdom of men. And he sets up unexpected people. Governmental prayer activates who? The watchers, the holy ones. It brings about the rulership of the most high in the kingdom of men. And sets the unexpected. It sets up serendipity. Our prayer is not accidental. Our prayer is an activation. Our prayer for the nation is actually a cry for God to do something. So there are people waiting for the people of earth to bring a connection between earth and heaven. Because when God created the earth, he gave it to who? He gave it to Adam and said, multiply, replenish, and subdue the earth. After a while, who did Adam give the earth to? Adam ceded the earth to the devil. By yielding to the devil, he gave the earth over to the devil. So Jesus came as redemption. And once Jesus was done with the work, he said, it's finished. Who is going to enforce the work that Jesus did? We do. We say, I. Yeah, he said, this alignment between what is happening in heaven and what's happening on earth. You know, some of you think like you have problems in Nigeria, business problems. Can I tell you, you don't have personal problems. You have national problems. If you don't have a job, it's not a personal problem. It's a national problem. There are not enough jobs in the land. If you don't have enough money, let me tell you, that money you are chasing by yourself, it's not just a personal money chasing you should be doing. It's a national money chasing you should be after. Do you know, somehow we cocooned ourselves and we are praying that God should bless us in a land that is cursed. How can you ask God to be blessing you in a cursed land? How about asking God to bless the land and change the destiny of the land and increase the land? Then you yourself will be the forebear of that which is anointed. That is why we need governmental prayers. We need people who are going to push themselves aside for one minute and say, God, you gave us a nation. What is happening in this nation is bad. I can do beyond what I can do. I can connect to the watchers. I can connect to the holy ones. I can connect to the ones who reign in the heavenlies. And I can bring the kingdom of God to pass on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. But who can pray these prayers? 
what kind of people can pray these prayers. So, a psalm has this scripture. We'll go to it shortly. But the people who can do this governmental prayer are people who understand the holy partnership between God and man. This is actually a little bit of postgraduate. It's not God will bless you message. I hope you don't mind. Do you understand? This is God will bless the nation. How about God will bless the nation? How about God will bless Nigeria? How about God will bless the broken? How about God will bless the poor? How about God will bless the sick who are in the hospital? How about God will bless the people who have no light tonight? How about God will bless them? How about God will bless the villagers? How about God will bless other people? How about God will bless the whole land? How about the people who are hungry? How about them? How long will it be about us and us and us and us? When are we going to stop and say, thank you, God? But remember others. Remember the land. And that's exactly what today is about. So the first thing that the people who come to governmental prayer must have is clean hands and a pure heart. Next is a sense of burden and calling. Next is a vision, a clarity of vision. Next is the voice of prayer and declaration. You know what the devil does to most of us? He steals your voice so you can't speak. When you come to a church and everybody I say like, let us declare now. Some people will say, oh, it's just not my thing to talk in public. Some people just, I just don't feel like it. You don't feel like declaring. God doesn't have dumb children. All of God's children speaks. He says, day after day, the earth, the entire earth speaks. Have you ever seen the, the deaf and dumb speaking? They actually have a lot to say. And they may not have a voice, but guess what? They speak with their hands. And some of them even speak more than some of you who have a voice. Do you know you can declare? Do you know you can speak? Do you know that you don't need to arrange it? You don't need to be... In fact, God knows what your voice is like. So if you over, overarrange it, it becomes something else. So this is actually what we need to go into. So that is why... We started studying the book of Habakkuk. And I think you should all read the book of Habakkuk. Chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. is all talking about the nation. Let's read this together. Oh Lord, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? Even cry out to you violence and you will not save. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. There is no... His strife and contention arises. This is actually the man of burden. The man who is going to carry governmental prayer must be a man of burden. Must be a man of a heavy heart. Must be a man who hears from God. If you have burden, sometimes chances are the burden you are carrying is not your burden. Do you understand? Chances are the burden you are carrying is the burden of God. How many of you have a burden today? Just a little, a little burden. You're feeling the burden as I'm talking. A burden. That's what Habakkuk was. He said, crying to God, God, save Nigeria. God, save Israel. God, save my people. And then nothing was happening. He came one day and got angry with God and said, God, how long will I cry and you will not hear? How long will I be saying violence, violence, and you will not answer? 
You show me iniquity, I'm trying to respond, you're doing nothing. How many of you feel like that about Nigeria? Right. That's why we're doing the book of Habakkuk. It is actually a man who went to God with frustration. With frustration of spirit because nothing was happening. Habakkuk was a man of burden. Are you a man of burden today? So number two, a man of clean hands who may ascend to the heel of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. You cannot punish disobedience when your own obedience is incomplete. You cannot be a judge collecting bribe and try to jail someone who gave the bribe. That is justice mismatch. Do you guys understand? So number two, you have to be a man of clean hands. For you to pray these kind of prayers, you must be a man of clean hands. Number three, you have to be a man of vision. Let's read this one together. One, two, go. The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Nigeria right now needs men and women of vision. Clarity of sight. What are we supposed to do? Where do we start from? Like Pastor Uche said, there are many beautiful plans that people have made about how to fix the power sector, the health sector, the education sector. It's not about for lack of planning. It's actually for someone who is going to carry that vision in the helmsmanship and execute it with genuineness of intention and purpose. It's not for lack of planning. In fact, the plans we have are too complex. They need to even be made even more simple. You know. How many of you remember war against the discipline? It was very simple. It was why, right? Very simple. The plan we need is not, it's not a complex plan. It's actually a plan that, that's genuine. A man who has a clarity of vision, who can see clearly what needs to be done and goes for it and has the strength of vision guiding him. Number four, a man of prayer. You have purer eyes than to behold evil. Can understand, cannot look on wicked. Why do you look on those who deal treacherously and hold your tongue when the wicked devours a person more righteous than he? Habakkuk was a man of prayer. He was actually entreating God like God. How can you see all these bad people doing the wrong things? And like God, come on, God. Like God, do you understand? God, please move. God, please move. There's a burden in his heart. God, please move. He carried the nation in his heart. He didn't, just, he didn't just get comfortable with where he was. He didn't just get tired about the fact that he's praying and nothing is happening. He didn't just get exhausted about the fact that, oh, he's chasing after God and nothing was happening. He went into God and began to ask God questions. And if you read further down in chapter 1, God began to answer him. God began to call him and say, Habakkuk, come, let's have a conversation. It was in chapter 2 that God says to him, okay, write the vision. Make it plain that he will run who reads it. Amen. So, I want us not just to hear these words. I want us to desire, even as we back up to the slides a little bit. Yeah? I want us to desire these things. If, let's pray for a moment. Ask God to give you a burden. Ask God 
to clean your hands. Ask God to give you a vision. Ask God to make you a man of prayer. These four things I want us to pray about. Yeah? Let's pray about this. Let's call upon God. God, let me have a burden. It's actually okay for you to say, God, I don't feel any burden. I'm tired of feeling burden about Nigeria. God, I don't, I don't feel like praying for Nigeria. I'm tired of praying for Nigeria. But Lord, I want you to lead my heart, lead my spirit, lead me. Give me a burden. Wash my hands. Cleanse my hands. And I may offer you an offering in righteousness. Lord, give me vision, oh God. Fill my eyes with sight about what needs to be done. And Lord, give me the power of prayer. Give unto us the spirit of prayer and intercession that we may stand in the gap. Pour upon us the baptism of prayer, oh God. That we may have, be a people of prayer. And we may desire what you desire, oh God. Give us the grace to pray. Give us the grace to wait on you. As a church, oh God. And none of us will tire in tarrying. That none of us will tire in calling upon your name. I will call upon your name and we activate the watchers, the holy ones who guard the earth realm. I will call the 24 elders and the host of heaven to move concerning earth. I will call angelic hosts and the men who excel in strength to walk upon the earth. And your glory will be all around us. We pray this day and our hearts will be activated concerning prayer. I pray for my brothers and my sisters here that none of them will be dry on their prayer altar. I ask, oh God, for renewal of hearts, oh God, that somebody's heart here will be made new today. That somebody's spirit here will be renewed today. That someone's soul, oh God, will be activated today. I ask, oh God, for the pray spirit of prayer and intercession. Our Lord God will make carry your government on our shoulder and we may carry your power in us oh God and we may see what you want to build oh God and yield ourselves to you thank you oh God Sia nambo sheko lembre rosta mahura staya mosli la rika bo gentila rosta manembo saya rabolima pour upon us O God wash our hands that we may bring forth offerings in righteousness make us men of burden O God make us men of vision O God make us people who can carry your heart O God like Habakkuk to stand before you and declare what we see O God and we will not only think about the personal details of our lives but Lord God we will hunger for a nation we will hunger for a land that cares we will hunger for a place where we can keep our children we will hunger for a nation that blesses its inhabitants in the name of Jesus Christ Raise us up a governmental people to pray governmental prayers, to watch in the realm of the Spirit, to raise holy decrees, to speak your name and plant your counsel, O oh God. We ask, O oh God, tonight, we ask, O oh God, today, raise us up again in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Amen. And the authority of God is made complete in Christ. And our own completeness is now found in Him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. He is the head of every kingdom and every authority in the universe. So Christ who came as a meek man was not just a quiet, nice guy. He's the head of all authority. The Bible says you are complete in him who is the head of all authority in the universe. The kingship of Christ. First of all, what we're supposed to desire is the leadership of Christ. Is the kingship of Christ. Say amen. So this is actually what God's own government looks like. Okay? God has a government. And God is God all by himself. But God executes himself in three ways. You understand? God expresses himself in three ways. Sometimes when he comes, he is the father. At other times, he is the son. At other times, he is the Holy Spirit. Is still one God, three expressions. Do you understand? So at the beginning, it was God the Father who came to create. When man fell, God the Son came. When Jesus left, God the Holy Spirit came to live among us. And then these people began to walk through the elders. You read, you see that there are elders in heaven. You read again the book of Daniel, the, the watchers, the holy ones. You see their principalities and powers. You see the church of Christ. You see the sons of God. Have you heard about the sons of God? In Genesis chapter 6, there are those days when the sons of God came to meet the daughters of men. The sons of God. These are other totally different people. There are other people that we don't know. In the realm of the spirit, the world, the spirit world is full of people. Don't, don't kid yourself. This earth is not everything. Many of the things that happen on earth are controlled from the spirit realm. People used to speak about the design factory in the spirit. People used to talk about those factories when you go in the spirit and, they, and somebody had a vision and saw a place where they were making things. They were making all types of things. Fashion accessories, you know, they were making hair products, the hair extensions, they were making fabrics, they were making perfumes, they were designing things in the spirit. And, so, and the person asked, what are you guys doing? He says, oh, this is what we use to control earth. This is where we manufacture the things that seduce this earth. Our objective is seduction of the earth. We are not alone. There are other beings. Do you understand? Have you wondered where does some sickness come from? There are some sickness that happen to people we know the origins. There are some that they say is of unknown etymology. Do you know what that means? Nobody knows where it came from. Beyond these walls, there's another world. There are spirits, millions of them. But guess who sits on top of all these spirits? God. <laughs> guess who is atop every other power? God. Do you know there's power in the atmosphere? Magicians use it. If you can tap into the formula of power, there's power in the air. There are people who do occultic things they know. Necromancers and tarot card readers, they know there's power in the air. Let our Christianity not be a Christianity of English language speaking. Let's reach for power. Let's reach for glory. Because all power belongs to God. All authority in heaven and on earth is 
subject to Christ. So how come we are God's children and we live powerless lives? Do you desire power? Then remember the qualification of those who come. A man of burden, clean hands. You cannot be going into God and be compromising. You cannot be going into God and stealing. You cannot be going into God and fooling around. No, you cannot be going into God and reducing the power. Why we don't have the power is because our obedience is not complete. The day your obedience hits completion, the power of God will begin to manifest in you. The day you begin to release yourself to God in totality. The day there's no more impediment in you. The day every obstacle has been taken off. The day your veil is removed from your eyes. All of a sudden you begin to run into God. Say amen. God wants us to be more than where we are today. God wants us to be better than where we stand today. And where does this start from? It starts from yieldedness to the Spirit of God. And then on earth, God puts three categories of people. Kings, prophets. Kings, priests, apostles, and prophets. These people establish the government of God on earth. Say, I am a king. Say, I am a priest. Say, I am a prophet. And I am an apostle. So we don't all have to be prophets, but we can be prophetic. We don't have to all be apostles and carry apostles, Apostle Moses or something like that. We don't have to. But we can be what? Apostolic. Who are apostoluses? These are the sent one. The sent one. Apostolos. Sent by God to do an assignment. How many of you know, as you sit here this morning, you hear the Spirit of God saying over you, I have called you. I have called you. I have given you authority. But you're still not serious with my call. I have called you. I just hear concerning someone this morning. I have called you. I have given you authority. But you're not taking me seriously, says the Spirit of God. This word is for someone. I've given you authority in the Spirit. You're connected to the Father. You're connected to my pantheon of power. But you're just not taking me seriously. Every time anything happens, you drop out. Every time anything knocks you, you flip-flop. I have called you. I have spoken over you. And my words over you will come to pass in Jesus' name. I have made you my king. I have made you my priest. There is a priesthood in your life. Release yourself to me, I hear the Spirit of God say. And I will do what I want to do through you in the name of Jesus. Someone needs to close their eyes and say, Amen. 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 And Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God is the government. There's no government but God. All authority flows from God. Everything you're going to speak comes down to this. You must align with the government of God. Connect to His government. And He will bring his life to pass in you. You're not alone. You understand? This is the time you preach to someone. Preach to someone this morning. Nudge them and say, you're not alone. Say, you're connected. Say, you have friends in high places. Say, you have authority. Say, you have power. You have the grace of God. You have the Godhead behind you. You have principalities and powers. 
under you. You have elders and angels working for you. You have watchers and holy ones working for you. You have the church of God behind you. You have the sons of God. You have craftsmen in the spirit working for you. Tell them you have craftsmen. You have designers. You have articulators. You have visioners in the spirit working for you. So stand up. Stand up in the name of Jesus. Speak to them. Shake them and say, stand up in the name of Jesus Christ. Stand up. Stand up. Be who you're supposed to be. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stop slouching. Stop slouching in the spirit. Stand up and be who you're supposed to be in God. You have power. You have authority. I've made you a king. I've made you a priest. I've made you an apostolos. I've made you a prophet. Stand in your generation. There's a whole pantheon of deities waiting to establish your words. Now let's even talk a little bit about angels. Let's talk about this angelic activity, right? This is four stories where angels move. The first one was the death of the firstborn. The Bible says the angel of death. How many angels? One will pass through Egypt in the night. This angel was so wise. He systematically killed the firstborn. Every single firstborn was removed by this angel. He killed the firstborn of goats, dogs, sheep, human beings. The Bible says there was not a family in Egypt that didn't let out a cry at night. You know how people used to have a concubine and the firstborn is really somewhere. <laughs> this angel didn't miss a bit. He knew very well who the real firstborn was. <laughs> so somehow I just said they wake up in the morning. Their firstborn is still around. It's like, ah, what happened? The real firstborn somewhere. <laughs> you need to think about what the Bible really says that every single firstborn was singled out by one angel of death who flew at that hour in the night. It wasn't all night, just one hour of death. The angel flew through the land. Zap! Everybody was first. Their life was removed. These are the kind of people who were working for us. Hezekiah and Sennacherib. Remember that story of Hezekiah crying to God. They wrote him a letter. And he placed the letter before God and said, God, oh, yeah, this is where I've come. I have no power. I have no authority. I can't do anything. He placed the letter before God and started to cry. God told Hezekiah, send the prophet and say, don't worry. I got it. As they were in the war front, an angel went behind. How many people the angel struck? 185,000 every single fighting man by the time the king looked back with a few people who were with him the whole land was wailing he turned back he didn't fight Israel again from that time in fact when he got home his own sons killed him that's the end of the war do you know all we need in Nigeria one angel do you know it's not much so God's long suffering is actually mercy he says, my long-suffering is, I don't want anyone to perish. It's mercy. One angel is what this nation needs. One. <laughs> the Bible says, God is not slow, as some of you count slackness. He's long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. God will even allow the righteous people to perish. 
Do you understand? Because they are righteous, they are going to heaven. Then allow the sinner. But you know our psychology is very different from that. Like God, such a good man. Why do all the good people die? <laughs> the good people, God knows where they are going. Takes them home. Says, let's wait. Let's hold up the earth. Let's see whether more people can come home. Let's see whether more people can see the grace of God. The love of God that calls all men to repentance. Let's see. Let's hold on a little bit more. Let's see whether the frail can become strong. Let's water the earth again. You read that story in Jesus Christ when Jesus said, let's manure the earth again and till it again. You know what he was talking about? He was talking about the earth. When God runs out of time and wants to take action, the angels will come, the watchers will come and say, God, give it one more year. Give it one more season. Give it one more generation. Maybe a generation will arise that will do the government of God on earth. Give it one more opportunity. And we, the people of earth, and said, eh, we've been hearing about the move of God. We've been hearing, hearing, hearing by the hearing of the ear. When is it going to happen? God is saying, it's mercy, it's mercy, it's mercy. If you know who God is and how awesome God is, these are really just age angels. One day, David was actually trying to count the people so he would know how many people he had. And God told him, don't count. Trust me. That day, the Bible says the devil moved David. Like, how can you be a man? You don't know how many things you have. You don't know how many soldiers you have. Count. He went and counted. And God sent him a prophet. I think it was God. God sent him a prophet called God. And God shows up in 2 Chronicles, 1 Chronicles 21. I said to him, when you were small in your eyes, I led you out and I led you in. When you had nothing, you could trust me. You see, some of us, we are, out, we are now past that point. Now we don't trust God anymore. We trust in the things that God has given to us. And that was the problem with David. God wanted to be his armor bearer. God wanted to be the partner in the business. God wanted to be the main guy in the business. God wanted to be the one in his affair. God wanted to stay there with him. God wanted to anchor himself with David. But David was looking at the man like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm pretty impressive. I've conquered Hebron, Ziklag, Adulam. You know when we used to fight the war, every time you begin to count your laurels, just watch out. It means you're no more doing anything new. Our biggest weakness is to say I've been doing this for a long time. Once I said it, this last week, and the Holy Spirit just smote my heart and said, uh -huh. you haven't gone anywhere yet. They're busy saying you've been doing this for a long time. Humble yourself. I just went back home and repented that day. You understand? A brother actually just caught me and said, oh, no, 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 that, that's not, and the Holy Spirit just smote my heart that moment. I went back home. I said, I repented. Don't count on men. Count on God. Amen. First Chronicles 21, 15 to 16. And God sent an angel to destroy Jerusalem. But as the angel was doing so, the Lord saw it and relented concerning the disaster and said to the angel who was destroying the people, Enough! Withdraw your hand. The angel of the Lord was then standing at the threshing floor of Aruna the Jebusite. David looked up and saw the angel of the Lord standing between heaven and earth. 
with a drawn sword in his hand, extended over Jerusalem. Then David and the elders, clothed in sackcloth, fell face down. Tell you crazy. Did you read that? The angel was moving around, striking, striking. The next moment, God says, Enough! You know, God delights in not destroying, even in the Old Testament. He doesn't rejoice in destruction. Then God just opened David's eyes at that time. He saw an angel standing between heaven and earth with a sword drawn across Jerusalem. Do you think it's a tiny sword? Do you think it's a dagger? Angel standing between heaven and earth. What kind of sword do you think? Imagine. 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 Use your imagination and think about what kind of sword that was over a city. Oh man. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is actually what David saw. You, you, so the kind of thing that you see even in your dream will give you goosebumps immediately. David saw that. These are the people who are working with us to establish the government of God. You know, sometimes the church doesn't talk about its power. We're only talking about our challenges. We don't talk about what God has done inside his government. The biggest power of God is his government. The biggest power of God is his rulership. It's his authority. That's what holds him. God holds the world by the word of his authority. This is the biggest power of God. And Bible says in the Revelation chapter 2, verse 2, it says, I, I am the one who stands between the seven candlesticks. I know your works. I walk between the seven candlesticks. You know what the seven candlesticks are? These are seven dispensations of the churches. Each, you remember, he spoke to the seven churches. Each of them represent a candlestick and a dispensation of the church. God took a big picture look and placed his son to walk through there. You know, all I'm trying to do is to open your eyes in the spirit to see that there is more. There is more to this God's government. God's government is not just about Buhari and uh, ministers and governors. There is another government. There's another rulership. So it's not just about us being willing to join political office. That's why many of us go and we are what? Blown away. We don't go in step with the powers that be. We don't call the watchers to watch over us. We don't lead by holy decrees. We, we are not in sync with the holy ones. We go with our own knowledge, with our own understanding into places where there is contention for power. Where people bury human beings before they sit on those thrones. We go there thinking we can speak English language and get away with it. We go to places where people have done things. And we want to just go and rule and, and push them aside and say, in Jesus' name, no. You have to be in sync with the plan of the watchers. It's not about you executing your plan. You have to be in sync with the plan of God. There is a divine agenda. And every time you pray, God, let your will be done on earth and let your kingdom come. There is something bigger than you. You have to wear. You have to connect to. And those are the ones who draw the sword above you in your rulership. That nothing 
will ever harm you and no evil will befall you. You know, many of the rulers of the world, you think they don't know? Where did they get their power from? Do you understand? I lived in Aberdeen and Aberdeen is the center of, the, of Lodge. Yeah, do you understand? Every average person is in the cult. It's known. You understand? Cult everywhere. And when you talk to the guys, guys like, yeah, I spoke about a friend of mine who I just spoke to, and he's like, oh yeah, like I heard that this city is very big in the lodge. The guy said, look at me. I said, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm also in the lodge. And I'm like, oh, what's your degree? He said, I have to kill you to tell you that. And then I said to him. But you are a Christian. He says, yes, many of many other people in the Lord, we don't ask each other what religion you belong. Oh, yeah, but the, this person of Onisha, the, this person in Lagos, the, this, the Oba of this, this, they, he called names, Barack Obama, this, they are all members of our fraternity and we have a honor code that we do business with ourselves first before anybody else. I said, then, why are you guys you see there's nothing wrong about the first thing i said that the why are you guys secret he said well that's the intrigue then i said but do you know you guys kill people you know like oh <laughs> like oh, i'm just going for it <laughs> did you guys kill people he said well africans actually demonize everything but that globally is not that bad you understand you don't take your power from god you have to take it from somewhere. But look at the diagram I showed you. God is the boss of all powers. And today, the big thing is, I was going along the way. I kept meeting this person. The universe must have caused this. Universe just has a way of arranging. When you come out, speak the nice words. Speak words into the atmosphere. And the, uni the energy from the universe will just bring these words back to you. How I many of you heard this something like that? Speak your truth to the universe and the universe will bring it back. I'm like, why do you speak to the universe when you can speak to the creator of the universe? Why holding on to the universe when you can hold on to the person who made the universe? There is more in the realm of the spirit. There is more power, more grace, more oil, more life, more strength. There is more in God. There is more life in, in the soul realm. There is more life for those who live in God. Those who live in God will exercise something bigger. There is the government of God coming upon the earth. And anyone who can see this government will be a part of it. Let's read this together. This is what the Lord says. Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom, or the powerful boast in their power, or the rich boast in their riches. But those who wish to boast should boast in this alone, that they truly know me and understand that I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love and who brings justice and righteousness to all the earth and that I delight in these things I the Lord have spoken these are the things that bring me joy these are the things that bring me life these are the things that cause me to jump in heaven every time I see unfailing love and I see justice and I see righteousness I want to rejoice says God in these things I delight 
I want to see people loving each other. I want to see people loving without failing. I want to see the power of love at work. I want to see justice in the land. I want to see evil uprooted. I want to see the workers of iniquity visited by anger of God. I want to see the wicked punished. I want to see justice. And then I want to see righteousness, right living, people doing the right thing, people choosing me, people going after me, people doing right. These are the things I delight. Don't let the wise boast. Don't let the wise boast in their wisdom or the powerful in their power or the rich in their riches. He didn't say they shouldn't be rich, but that should not be their boast. He didn't say they shouldn't be wise, but that should not be their boast. He said, he didn't say they shouldn't be powerful, but that should not be their boast. Their power should be a tool for me to do something. Their wisdom should be a tool. Let me tell you how the government of God comes. The government of God comes by the wise, the rich, and the powerful using the things God has given to them for a bigger purpose. I repeat, the kingdom of God comes by the rich, the wise, and the powerful using what God has given to them for a bigger purpose. God doesn't hate you because you are powerful. Do you know, we have a message almost that already pushes down powerful people. I feel like they are evil because they are powerful. No, no, no. Let's not. Do you know, some of us hate authority. God is the author of all authority. He said he's, he sets even foolish people to become kings. But God doesn't want. Why? Because he doesn't want the kingship to be about their power. He wants the kingship to be about a bigger reason. The government of God. If you are righteous, let your worship, let your righteousness be a tool to advance God's righteousness. If you love justice, let your justice desire be a way to advance the justice of God. Say amen. Three things you should boast in. What is number one? Number two. Number three. Anyone who is going to exercise the government of God, this is how the government of God stands. This is actually what makes the government of God. Love, righteousness, and justice. God says, in these things, I delight. I rejoice. When I see justice, I rejoice. When I see righteousness, I rejoice. So, this morning, from what we've learned so far, can you pray a governmental prayer? Can I ask for a prophetic action from you this morning? Can you stand and imagine what the government of God will look like? Can you stand for two minutes and lift up your voice on top of your voice and speak not just the universe, speak to God himself. Speak to the watchers. Speak to the pension of God's authority. Speak to the people who rule in heavenly places. Declare the glory of God. Declare the power of God. Declare the reign of God. Declare that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is in alignment with you. Speak. Speak words. Don't just mutter in your heart. Speak words. Speak it out. Say, Lord, I submit myself to your authority. I come under the government of the Father, Spirit, and Son. I yield myself to you. I declare that your government is over the church. I declare that your government is over your people. I declare your government is over principalities and powers. I declare that the elders, the saints, and the watchers, the holy one, listen to your voice. 
I declare the angels hearken to you. I declare that the mighty ones will rule in the affairs of this land. I declare that I connect, oh God. I connect myself to the higher powers that be in the spirit realm. I connect myself to God the Father. I connect myself to God the Son. I connect myself to God the Holy Spirit and His workmen across all creation. I release my heart. I release my spirit. I release my mind, oh God, to the Spirit of God, to the Father of all, the Spirit that runs the earth. I release myself in government. I enter into government in the realm of the Spirit. The government of God is upon me. The kingdom of God is in my life. The glory of God is in me. I stand to speak the counsel of God. I stand to speak the glory of God. The voice of God rings on my inside. Yes, the voice of God rings in my heart. I receive your spirit. I receive your mind. I receive your heart, oh God. I declare your glory. I declare your power. I belong to you, my God. Speak it out. Speak it out, your own words. Don't hide behind my words. Your own words. Your own words. Your own words. Your own words, your own words. He salute Rastama Shekote Menama. Shekuda Balibre no Stama Shekayama. Mando Sike Labre no Staku Shekra Libre Namashtaya. Reign, O God, reign in all the earth. Rule, O God. Let your government come, O God. Take our lives, O God, as your sacrifice. Reign in us, O God. Shine in us your holy light, O God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org. 